You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, good evening, everybody. We crossed the border tonight to come through uh, to be with you tonight. The border, there was, yeah, the big border, like there's a checkpoint there now as well, just to cross over. But it, it's, a, it's really cool to be with you tonight, and, and uh, I just love, can we first, before we get started, can we give a shout out to your dream team here tonight? I, I met one of your dream teamers at the back here, shook my hand, was so, so smiley, and, you, and the orange bag people, right, they did pretty amazing giving out those bags tonight as well, so dream team, I, I love, one thing I love about our church is that we're all on the dream team, right, from the musicians to the, to the preachers to the pastors to everybody serving in the kids programs, we're all on the dream team, they do such an amazing Amazing, amazing job. Um, did I hear that there was a few South Africans in the house tonight? We're not going to talk about it because it's still too early. It's still too soon, all right? So, but, uh, so we've, we pastor the, uh, the campus out in Pukekohe. I love our church. That it's, we are one church that meets in eight locations. And uh, Pukekohe, if you don't know where it is, go for the Bombays. Uh, what, what, one thing that you'll probably uh, see this week, I guarantee you'll see this week about Pukekohe, is this. You'll go to Countdown, you go to the supermarket, you'll pick up a potato and you say, that's from Pukekohe. Uh, you'll go and get some broccoli and some cauliflower, that's from Pukekohe. Some carrots, that's from Pukekohe. Uh, you'll go and get some petrol this week as well, that's not from Pukekohe. Okay. <laughs> so today, today is week four of our series uh, that we've been doing around Psalm 23. And, and Psalm 23 is, is quite a popular, popular scripture right at funerals. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those scriptures that, uh, that a lot of times we hear, hear at, at funerals because uh, really it's one of those kind of mellow scriptures, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's kind of uplifting. Uh, and, 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 but really, when you unpack it, and I've learned so much through this series, and I hope you have too, that, that this, uh, this scripture, this passage is actually full of hope. Uh, there's so many keys and tools and things for living in here that we can discover and we can learn. And, and so tonight, uh, we're, we're going to pull this apart a, a little bit as quickly as we can because I feel like God is wanting to do something uh, in hearts and lives tonight. I don't know, I love that song uh, about making room. Uh, isn't, that, uh, isn't that something that, that right now, I just encourage you, why don't you make room in your heart for God uh, to do what? To do whatever He wants to do. If we make room, He'll come and fill it, right? So let's make room tonight. Let's read. Uh, come on, Psalm 23, verse 1. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Here's our verse tonight, verse 4. Even though, everybody say, even though. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want to show you a photo right now uh, of someone that's new to our household. And, and he's going to pop up right now. And everybody goes, oh, all the time. <laughs> like, he, he looks so cute, right? Uh, but it's not true. Uh, he, he looks very, very true right now. So, so this uh, little dog is about 15 months old right now. He's, not, he's getting bigger and bigger every day. His name is Weeks, should I say, 15 weeks old. His name is, thank you, darling. His name is Murph, uh, like, I suppose like Greg Murphy. I don't know because that's what he does. Uh, his name is Murph, and even though he looks really cute, that's not true. 
Even though he looks really cute uh, and looks all puppy-like right now, he has an uncontrollable bladder uh, that just doesn't seem to want to go in the right places. Uh, he, he seems to like my sketches as chew things, so my new sketches are just nearly wrecked because the dog has chewed it. He, even though he's so cute, he likes to bite, and he's biting really hard right now like furniture, like walls. Like everything else that he's supposed to not bite, he bites. Uh, even though he looks really cute, cuteness is not in his future. Because that little dog is actually a police dog in training. So even though he looks really cute right now, his future involves biting you, dragging you around the place, chasing after you, jumping over walls and fences just to get you. That's his future. Don't be, don't be put off by, by his cuteness right now because even though he's cute, he's going to get you. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Even though it's one of those phrases that you would use when you're, when you're going through something, but you're not completely sure of what's going to happen, and even though it's like it's this broken relationship is difficult to navigate, even though I don't have a job, even though I'm struggling to make a decision right now, even though I'd rather not go down that way, even though it's one of those, those phrases, those sentences that's like, even though I'd rather be that way, or I'd rather have that happening, even though. Now, you, you might not know our, our story in Pukekohe here, but, but January 28th, uh, I was standing out the front of our church building in Pukekohe, fantastic building, and just lovely for, for church. I was standing there on January the 28th uh, at 11 o'clock at night at the front doors with water up to my waist. Uh, it was that weekend where all the things got flooded and things like that. And, and it was, there was water everywhere in the building from one end to the other. And it was, it was like, yeah, all these chairs were kind of pushed over in that corner. And there was mud. There was water. There was mud. There was water. Everywhere you look, there was mud and there was water. Mud everywhere, and, and it's one of those times, that even though uh, all of that stuff happened, and we haven't, we're not back in the year, it's coming soon, but we're not back in that building, though, even though we are now in a cinema, God is still working. Even though that's happened, every Sunday after church, our church family get to have Coke and ice cream and popcorn and all of the lollies at the shop at the cinema. No church like it in the country. Even though that has happened over there and that could stop you, even though God is saving people every week, we've seen hands go up every week, even though it's not the way I planned, God, you're still moving and you're working. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, have you ever wondered what a shadow is? Have you ever thought about, uh, you know, one of those kind of shadows, you know, on the walls? One of the, I think that, you know, one of those ones. Some, have you ever thought what a shadow is? Well, well, a shadow is this. A shadow is a replicated image of an object that has a light shining on it, and it produces an impression of the original image, but it's not an original it's a replica. A shadow is a replica. See, to have a shadow, there needs to be light. It needs to be a light source. Without a light shining on an object, there is no shadow. The Bible talks a lot about light. 
And it talks a lot about Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says this, verse 3 and 4, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. See, God is so in control that he created the light that allows a shadow to form. See, without light, there is no shadow. And, and in this scripture, that shadow is called death. Like, death is so final, right? It's kind of scary, right? And it's kind of, we, we feel like that's the end. And that's, we, we don't want to go there because of that. And, and as death is, is, is something to be, uh, that we're told is, is something to be fearful of. And in, in this scripture, the shadow is death. But de- here's, here's the thing. God is, is light. He created light. He, he gave us his son, Jesus, to be the light unto the world. Uh, and, and this is what happened, and death has been rendered powerless through that light, through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And even though the enemy, that's the devil, if you don't know who that is, will try to use that shadow to try and defeat you and cause you to be scared and, 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 and afraid and to make you to stand still. It's a shadow. It's a shadow. Why? Because God is light and he controls that shadow. See, see, let's put ourselves into that scripture right now. Let's put our shoes into the scripture that we've read tonight. And David is the, is the writer of, of that psalm. And he's saying, I, I think if I was to word it, this is what I think he's, he's saying, that there's been situations, David speaking, in my life where, where I've been in a valley and, and it feels dangerous. It feels unsafe. And I'm just not sure if I'm going to get out of this one. Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through this one. But I choose. But I choose. This is David speaking. But I, but I, I choose to treat it like a shadow because it's not the real thing. Because God is with them. He, he understood that he didn't need to fear that shadow of death, but what he decided to do is, is to trust that you are the light, the ultimate authority, the sovereign God over all and over that shadow. See, valleys are something that you pass through. You don't camp, you don't stop in valleys, or you don't stay there. You don't stay there. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, what a great picture the psalm is of, of sheep and shepherd. And, and, and now a shepherd's rod, if you don't know, a, a shepherd's rod is, is like a, a, a big pole, and the ones I've seen on, online are like have, have like a ball on top of it. And, and the, the rod is for protection, right? So when wild animals would come, the shepherd is able to, fight the wild animals off uh, for protection for a sheep. But the, the staff, the staff is, maybe it's one of those, is it a, a shepherd's crook, you know, with the, the kind of circle on top of it. The, the shepherd's uh, staff uh, was, was for, for comforting the sheep, for, for steering the sheep, for, for, no, don't go this way, go here, come here. To, to pick them up, to, to guide them. So, so the rod was for protection and the staff was for, for guidance. And, and see, I, I, I've kind of been thinking about this last part of the verse, that, that why does your rod and your staff comfort me? Because for me, that, when, when I read that, if you're in a valley and there's, and there's wolves and there's shadows and there's things around, I, I want your protection. I, I, I don't want to go there. 
God, God you, you, you should stop me. You should not let me go that way. You should keep everything away so I can be safe and I can be protected. But he says his rod and his staff, they comfort us. They comfort us. And see, what, what he didn't say was, was this. See, I, actually, I, I think there's a real myth that's going around for, for Christians and for, for people who love God that, that we, we kind of believe this myth that nothing, I, I love God, I'm serving God, I go to church, I, I even pay my tithes, and, and, and I'm on the dream team, so nothing should ever go wrong. We, we should be protected uh, from, from, the, from the wolves and from everything there. We, we shouldn't even have to go there. But, but the truth is this, that God never promises us that we will not have pain. He, he never promises us that we won't have troubles, trials, or tribulations. But what he does promise is that he will be with us. And when he's with us, we don't have to fear even though it looks dangerous, even though it's not going the way that we want it to. But this is what he promises us. He promises us that I will comfort you. See, valleys are for going through, they're not for camping. He'll comfort you as you go through your valley. You're not immune, I'm not immune. No one's immune to valleys and tough stuff in life, right? So, so how do we live life? How do we, how do, we do this? Well, I think the first thing that we need to understand is this, is that God is sovereign and he is in control. Number one, God is sovereign and in control. <coughs> Two years ago, my mum passed away. That was on the Saturday. And on the Sunday, we, we'd kind of taken the word Sunday off just because yeah, my mum had passed away and... And I get a phone call on Sunday morning to say that there's been a terrible crash and seven people have been killed. I down and picked and it was all over the news. One of New Zealand's worst traffic accidents and, and it was a family from that church. Six month old baby. Six month old baby that was. An oxygen young person and a mum and a dad. And then after hearing that news and trying to uh, deal with things myself with my own family, it's the, ne the next week, actually from the next day, the, the press and the media were just hounding us at times. And, and from newspapers, they even showed up at our house one day. It's like, what the heck? And, and then at the funeral year, I stood in front of five coffins. Baby one. That long. And, and I, I, got a, I had to stand there and just you know, try and be strong for family and, and just keep going. One of the hardest things I've ever done. One of the hardest. But I've got to be honest right now, honest moment. I question God. I question God that, that this is so out of control right now. That, that, that how and what and, and why. why you say, I, I think God's up for it, everybody, so you don't have to hold it in. It's like, God, what, why did you allow this? It's, it's a valley that we're going through. Uh, and and I, I tell you what, one of the things that, that I learned, I, I, I don't know why it happened. I can't explain it. I remember doing a, a, an interview for, for TV One, and they asked me about faith and how does this all work. And I said, said oh, hey, I, I don't know why God allowed this to happen, but but this I know, 
that God was, that God was with us, that God was with the family. And, and how do I know this? Well, I, I know it because in this situation that I couldn't control, I found his presence and I felt his peace and I felt his strength. And there was no fear in the middle of that situation. If he did it for me, he's done it for many here in this place, he can do it for you. So today, every day when I get up right now, I, I start to pray and I declare over my day. You should do this as well and declare this, declare God today, I choose to believe that you are sovereign over this world and over my world. You are in control of my day. Even when I can't see it, you are working. See, I think David understood this and you can too and I can too. He's the same God that David served. He's sovereign and he's still in control. The second thing is this, that, that I, I believe to navigate this season of when you're in a valley and when you're seeing those, those shadows around you is that the second thing is this, God is close. God is close. Now, now I, have, I have three amazingly beautiful daughters, three beautiful daughters and, and uh and they are just, and I, lo- I just need to say right now, I love them all very much. There's no favorites. They are all my favorites. But I love my daughters very much. But I got to thinking during the week, if I was in the, at midnight walking down a very dark alleyway with lots of shadows and lots of spooky things down this alleyway, which of my daughters would I want close to me? I love my daughters very much, by the way. Bailey, my oldest daughter. She's a children's youth pastor and she's like a Barbie doll. Just beautiful, stunning. I love her very much, by the way, darling. (laughs) Dark alley. (laughs) Taylor, my second daughter, is very beautiful and I love her very much, by the way. She's a farmer with sheep. Very good, very good. Dark alley. My youngest daughter, third daughter, is very beautiful and I love, by the way. She's a policeman. She has all this equipment and skills that can make grown men lie flat on their face in like two seconds in tears at the pain of what she's inflicting upon them. So I'm thinking, uh, if I was going down a dark valley, uh, speaking a dodgy valley, the person I want with me is the policeman. That was her dog, so I think oh, he can come too. So I, wa- I want them close. See, I want, them ve- I want her very close, uh, going down a dark valley. And, but here's the thing, if you want to get close to God, you've got to get closer to God's people. If you want to get closer to God, you've got to get closer to God's people. It's really important, and this is how you can do it. We call that here at Elam Christian Center, small groups. We we join small groups because we're not meant to do life alone or in isolation or by ourselves. We're We're meant to do life, especially when we're going down dark valleys, with other policemen and people that can help us down the dark valley. That's what small groups are. There's a bunch of people that you will get to know who will know your name. They'll pray for you. They'll encourage you. They'll show you what it is to get closer to God as you develop your walk. So join a small group today. 
commission for me. Come in, join. Great. Small groups here, because here's the thing, when we do life, we're not meant to do life alone, and, and God uses people to show us and to encourage us what it is to know God and to find freedom in the midst of our journey. Those are the people that we should get close to, because getting close to them will help us to learn what it is to get closer to God. I've discovered that other people have helped to show me what it is to walk as a man and to walk as someone who loves God, develop coaching and mentoring me. That's what will happen to you in small groups. It's not about isolating. Proverbs 18.24, it says this. It says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. <laughs> but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We need brothers, we need sisters, right? God is closer than what you think. Band, you guys could come in a minute, that'd be great. Third and final thing is this, is that, that it's not over, that God has more. It's not over, God has more. My dad also passed away five years ago. And I, I saw in the, the few weeks, he, he like it was fairly quickly within six weeks, and and he was, the last couple of days, he was kind of unconscious, not really opening his eyes. And, but what we now know was like the last few moments, he opens his eyes. He kind of caught us off guard a bit. And he kind of goes around. He, I've got three brothers and my mum was there. Opens his eyes, looks around the room. He says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Then he says, he's here, I can see him. He's here, I can see him. I, I don't know about you, but I've always wondered what people mean when they say that person went to be with the Lord. Always wondered about it until now. And now I realize that, that when you commit your life to the Lord, it doesn't mean you're not gonna go through any valleys. It doesn't mean there's not gonna be that shadow of death there. But what it means is that when God calls you home, he comes, I believe, comes to get you, and you go to be with the Lord now. Now, I know that's not the same for everybody, and maybe your experience has just been just, just horrific. But I want you to know, no matter what the valley looks like, no, how, no matter how sharp that image, that, that replicated image of death looks like in that moment. I want you to walk out of this place knowing today that it's, that it's not over, that God has more, that he's with you, the plans and the purposes he has for you. 
don't mean it's over when it's over. And, and I also realize it's the same for, for people with a, with a dream or something that's, that's failed and your dream is like you're watching it die right in front of your eyes. Relationship. Business. That dream that you just held on to with all your heart, then this is like, this is the thing. This is what I put on this planet for and it's slowly just dying. God has more. I want you to know tonight that, that maybe your experience right now is, is not just that, that loss, but you're right in the middle of that valley and there's a dark shadow. I, this is what I believe. And, and you know, sometimes we've got to speak stuff over our lives because if we keep looking at the shadows, that's what we start to think about and we start to like all the bad things, all the hard things, all the, the, the uh, un, unpositive the negative things, that's the, that's the word, the negative things. But, but when we start to proclaim, what you proclaim with your mouth is super powerful, right? So this is what I believe, that God has more for you. There's more hope. There's more love. There's more kindness. There's more family. There's more in the future. It's not over. God has more have a look at this picture right here. This is, Denise and myself have been on an amazing holiday. And this is a picture of Death Valley. That's right. Death Valley. There's Jesus is there with his lamb. <laughs> Death Valley, and, and, and it's, it's desert. Just, just picture with me right now. <laughs> it's desert. Oh, is it up there? There we go. It, there, there it is. Oh, well, not that one. Wow, look at that beautiful woman there. Wow. Death Valley is in California, and it's lots of sand, lots of desert, lots of rocks. Not many trees, that's a cactus, I, I suppose. Uh, but lots of rocks, lots of sand. Nothing lives there, hence why it's called. Ah, look at those jandals. Denise hates those jandals. I thought they were great. $2 at Walmart. Uh, that's Death Valley. It's 47 degrees right there. Probably that guy makes it a bit hotter, but they go. But 47 degrees, 47 degrees Celsius, and and you can see that there's no vegetation, there's no grass, there's no no nothing there. It, it's a desert with rocks and sand. One might think, how could anything grow there? There's absolutely no life there at all. It never rains there. Never, never. It can not rain for years and years and years. But in 2016, it did rain. And it rained a lot. It bucketed down and bucketed down for days. And this is what happened. There's a pair of shoes. You can see that. <laughs> That's Death Valley. The thing that was dead that had no life and no nothing in it after a bit of rain, after a bit of water, turned into this amazing display of flowers and God's creation. And the thing that, that shocked all the scientists and things was that, that, that they didn't understand what was lying beneath the surface in Death Valley. Death Valley become alive with flowers and plants and no one knew, nobody knew what was lying under the surface. See, see here's the thing, the desert wasn't dead. It was just dormant. The desert wasn't dead, it was dormant. And I, I just wonder right now, 
valley of the shadow, whatever shadow that is that you're facing right now, can I say to you right now, can I even prophesy over you right now that it's not dead. It's not dead. There's things below the surface that God wants to pour a bit of water out on, a bit of freshness of His Spirit and His presence that you don't even know that's lying beneath the surface right now, that with a bit of His touch and a bit of His water, flowers spring up with shoes in the background. It's not dead. Maybe it's just dormant. I believe this, that God has a new day for you. A new day. One, that when you're in your next valley, because there probably will be burst bubble, there probably will be some more valleys, uh, valleys in your life, and there probably built, will be some more shadows. But this is what I, I believe. I, I want you to remember that no matter what, no matter what place you're in, that my God, your God is with you. That you can stand there and say, my God is with me, I will not fear. There's more in store that he's got for you. God, the things that are just under the surface in my life, will you pour out your fresh water upon me? That I might live. That God, that I would find comfort in your hands. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now. This, I, I really felt, I just wanted to take a couple of moments right here and just to put something out there and because this is what I believe about Elam. I, I believe that when you come to an Elam service, no matter where it is, that, that we can walk in one way with stuff and we can leave a total new way lighter and stuff behind them. And, and I'm not going to call anybody out right now. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But this is what I, I want to do. I, I'm going to pray a, a prayer right across this place. And right now, something has resonated with you, something you've heard, something you've seen, something you're feeling just in your heart that's resonating with you right now, whether it's fear of death or fear of something else, this is what I believe, that Jesus Christ died and rose again that you may be free. That death is, the sting of death is taken away from you. So I'm going to pray right now. And, and if that's you, why don't you, if you want to lift your hand, that, that's great. If you want to just receive it, that's great too. But I just, I believe that God wants to do something in hearts and lives. And I want you to walk out of this place different tonight. So Father God, Lord, will you come as we make room? Will you come and do what only you can do, I God? Lord, those right now in the middle of valleys of, of breakdown, of death, of, of sickness, Father God, maybe of, of disease or being lost, oh God, not knowing what to do, where to go, who to go with, Father, decisions to be made. Lord, I pray for those ones in that valley of decision right now. Lord, will you fill them afresh, oh God. Well, Holy Spirit, will you pour out such a flood of your rain, Father God, that the dead things become alive, Lord Jesus, that what you've invested and placed in the heart of every man, woman, and child, oh God, would begin to flourish under the reign of heaven, oh God. So Father, Lord, for every person bearing a weight or a pressure, Father, right now, Lord, come and take it. Jesus, right now, Lord, speak healing and release. Father, we break the curse over any hearts and every life that is holding people back. So Jesus, today, Thank you for your love.
Thank you for your arms. If, if that's you, which way you got your eyes closed, you, you just receive it in your heart right now. Say, God, God, do that work in my heart. Lord, I receive what you're saying right now. Jesus, sometimes it's when you start praising God, you see the breakthrough, right? Just, you don't have to do it out loud, but these next moments, just praising God. Father, I thank you for your promise. Thank you that you're with me. Lord, I receive it now. In Jesus' mighty name. We're going to close in a minute. But before I do that, wave your eyes still close. Every head is bowed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or, or maybe your life is far from him right now, I would love to invite you to pray a real simple prayer and just silently in your heart. You could see the truth is that God loves you and He and He made you. He has a great plan for your life, but the reality is we all sin and we all mess up and we fall short uh, of the, the glory of God. And sin separates us from knowing Him. But, but you know what? God, in His incredible grace, sent His Son Jesus, who I talked about a little bit tonight to die on a cross. When, when he died, he took upon himself what you and I were due to pay for our sin, but he extends to us, each one of us today, his amazing grace, forgiveness for our past, new life right now, right here, and a hope for the future and eternity with him in heaven. So if that's you right now, I love if you would pray this prayer silently after me. Pray this, pray, dear God today, I give you my life. I surrender all the things I want to do. Jesus, I thank you that you paid the price for me, that I could be free, that I could be made brand new. So Lord, today I step over a line and I want the world to know I made this decision tonight to live for you. So Jesus, thank you for accepting me. Thank you for loving me. No longer will I be alone in any valley. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer, you really meant it. Not going to call you out. Not going to embarrass you. Not going to. But I'd love to know. I'd love to pray one more time. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to count to three. And on three, if you prayed that prayer and saying, Daryl, I. I really meant it tonight. I gave my heart to Jesus. I come back to the Lord tonight. Count of three, just want you to slip your hands up. I'll see it. You can put it down again. And then I'm going to pray. So if that's you on count of three, one, two, he loves you so much. Three, lift your hand right now if you said yes to Jesus. Lift your hand right now. See that hand at the back. You can pop it down. See that hand to my right. You can slip that down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgiveness for our past and new life today. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for these hands lifted high right now. Lord, I pray for each one making that decision to give their lives to you. Father, I thank you today that, Lord Jesus, you will be with them. You will guide them. And today, I thank you that they're made brand new, Lord Jesus. That no longer will they need to fear that they can rest in your arms in the comfort of a loving Saviour. So Lord, I thank you and I praise you for them. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, amen. Come on, church family, why don't we give those hands a big round of applause. So good, well done. Brilliant. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages.
For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.